0: Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here on a beautiful Friday morning in the Piney Woods of Northeast Texas. We are here in Queen City. I'm in the studio this morning. Uh, if you don't know where we are, we're about 20 miles south of Texarkana, about 50 miles north of Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, if you're looking for a good local church and you're in this area, one that's focused on Jesus and what he did at Calvary, well, look no further. You found us right here at 610 Highway 59, Queen City, Texas. And uh, every Friday morning we are here uh, in the studio at 9 a.m. Central Time, and presently we are in the book of 1 Peter So grab your Bibles and let's get ready to gather around the precious words of our faithful Lord this morning. And he will, if we will allow him to, he will implant and graft his words of life, light, and liberty right into our hearts and minds. That is a part of the new covenant experience. He said he'd he'd put his words in our hearts, he'd write them, on the tablets of our minds. And uh, is that happening for you? I hope it is. If it's not, it can begin today. As you, as you learn to look to Calvary's cross uh, and there through that shed blood of your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, God can guide you by his Spirit into all truth. As he, let me say it again, he engrafts, he implants his words of life, light, and liberty right into your heart. If uh, Christianity is about an experience. not uh, I'm, I'm not talking about a, a church experience. So, uh, it's, uh, that, that's good, too, and we ought to all be having a part to play in that. But it's an inner experience where we're being changed into the very glorious image of the one as he gave his life for us on Calvary's cross. And so... Uh, We are just learning and and watching the Lord do what he does through in and through our own lives, and we're just so thankful. And uh, I want to remind you before we dig in this morning, check out the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store. Don't forget about our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. You can get our church app for your phone, and also there is an app called Spreaker that our channel on there is for those who have ears to hear, and we have over a 1,000 gospel-centered, and when I say gospel-centered, I mean cross-centered messages, preaching messages, teachings on there every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning, right now, it's all going there. It's audio, so you can listen on your smartphone, your tablet, uh, going down the road, whatever, at any time, and so we're just thankful for all the avenues the Lord has given us. If you are not my friend on Facebook, you can be. Send me a message, a request. Uh, I have two pages on Facebook: Curtis Hutchinson and Pastor Curtis. And and so uh, every morning, somewhere around seven, seven thirty, in that area, I share the commentary that I'm writing presently in Romans and Psalms. Uh, One of those pages we're in Psalms 37, the other we're in Romans chapter two or three. Uh, So uh, avail yourself and to, to the avenues and why our ministry I say is so important is because we are one of a few across the globe today who the Lord has brought back to our first love. The the Lord is brought back to the hearing and receiving place. the, The place where we're learning to be determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. The place where we're learning to boast in nothing but the cross of Christ. The place where we're learning to moment by moment be found striving for the faith of the gospel. I didn't say we were doing it. I said, we're striving, striving for that, to lay hold on the truth of the gospel, the faith of the gospel, moment by moment, to live the Christian life, not to say a a good Christian thing every once in a while and go about our own business. No, to live a life, the Bible says in Philippians 1 and 27 our lives should be lives that are becoming the gospel, not some denominational uh, uh, certain address attire or what the gospel. Our lives should be that which is becoming the gospel. Hallelujah. And we're learning now. So this is the importance of these local churches that God has raised up over the last 20-something years uh, who have forsake? they're learning to forsake everything else in spite of what the people want to hear, they're giving the people what God says they need to hear, which is the word of the Lord in the context of the living word of God and what he did as the Lamb of God. It's so important to be found planted where you're hearing something other than that which you've you, you, you've just had as, as the milk for years milk, milk, milk and it's time to move on to the meat for many many Christians and uh, so I'm thankful to be here today in First Peter chapter 1 and uh, uh, the Bible says, and this is going to be so crucial today. I hope that if you're able you'd grab a pen, and, and a piece of paper, and make sure you have your Bibles there unless you're working or driving or something. But th- this is going to be a very uh, important broadcast today because this whole first chapter, if you go back and, and you look through it, and you scan through this whole first chapter, you will see that really the focus in the context is faith it's faith as we look back at verse five we'll see the bible says that we're kept by the power of god through faith in verse seven the discussion is the trial of our faith and the way it looks to god and how it should look to us and verse nine says receiving the end of your faith that means the finish line that means as you run your court finish your course as you fight the good fight of faith and you receive the end of your faith and so you, you you go on down here and 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 we're told uh just the avenue is faith and you get to verse 22 and the first word is so crucial the first word is so crucial, and we just we've been kind of hitting and touching on this lately. The Spirit of God is wanting us to see some things so that we can experience some things. And it's the only way you can. Christianity is not just hit and miss uh, and just, well, whatever God wanted, no. Christianity is about a people who know the voice of their shepherd. They hear him, he knows them. And we follow him. You can't follow what you're not hearing because what you're hearing is what allows you to see. What you're hearing is what allows you to see. And if you are not hearing properly, we're not seeing properly. And if we're not seeing properly, then we can't walk properly. You, you have to understand that. So the first word here in verse 22 is seeing. Seeing is... You have and, and watch the beauty of how the, the Holy Spirit in the Scriptures always direct us back to Calvary. No, it is not something we just do. It's what He does. I want to say to you this morning, and it's very true and very real, whether you understand it, whether you believe it or not, it remains to be true. Every word God has ever spoken, he's he's spoken through his vision of Calvary. Every work God has ever done among men has been a work that he's worked through Calvary. Everything he's ever spoken, everything he's ever done can only be seen in its true context it's right context if it's seen in its righteousness. You have to understand that. All the words of God are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And his righteousness is only revealed in the gospel to those who go from faith to faith, in that they're hearing the word his righteousness is being revealed through the gospel that context see what i'm talking about romans 1 16 and 17 his righteousness is revealed in the gospel to those who go from hearing and faith comes by hearing to faith it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god in the context of his righteousness being revealed in the gospel it doesn't matter if you don't understand it or you've never heard it I've given you scripture and it's emphatically that way to believe that God would work outside of that would make him a respecter of persons <coughs> a sinner and he's not a sinner he's not a respecter of persons he's given us one way in which he saves and keeps and works all of his works are done in in truth psalms 33:4 is one scripture there are others that tell us all his works are in truth in righteousness all of them all of them you have to understand this this is the importance of learning to hunger and thirst after righteousness because the more that we seek his righteousness and you won't seek that which you don't understand. Why would you go after righteousness if you don't even understand it? If you can't really even explain it, how could you hunger and thirst after something you you can't tell anybody about? Maybe at this point you could see the difference between those on the milk and those on the meat because the problem with those carnal babies in Hebrews chapter 5, the first thing he said was they're dull of hearing and that they ought to be teachers by now, but they're still those having need of milk. They're still having need to keep hearing the same thing they've been hearing since they've been born again. Still not ready to move on into the application. Here we go. The application of the word of righteousness. (laughs) Read it in Hebrews chapter 5, the last three or four verses there. It's amazing. Because you can only walk in what you're seeing. See, we're talking about the first word here. We don't live by sight. We don't walk by sight, the Bible says. That means with our natural eye. But we do walk with a vision that we've been given. We have spiritual sight that we received when? When we were born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, You can't enter the kingdom, you can't even see it until you're born again. When you're born again, you're made righteous. With righteousness comes light. Micah. Quotes this powerful verse, and I can't tell you where it's at right now. Uh, you send me a message; I'll, I'll see, I'll find it and send it to you. But Micah the prophet says, "When you bring me to the light, I shall behold your righteousness." <laughs> God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Hallelujah! When you bring me to the light. I shall behold your righteousness. How beautiful is that? Glory be to God. Oh, oh, it's going to be a good day today. But see, you have to see, but to see properly, you have to hear properly. And so the the babes in Christ weren't seeing properly because they, they weren't hearing properly. And the writer of Hebrews says, I got stuff to tell you, but you can't bear it now because you're dull of hearing. You're you're not hearing properly. One of the amazing things about Hebrews chapter 5 and Hebrews chapter 6 is this. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call because what he says, I have more to tell you, but I can't tell you. He goes on anyway in chapter 6 and 7 and starts telling them, well, if they can't hear, well, who's he talking to? Those who received the wake-up call. Those who began to look at the right object again so they could hear the right thing again and see properly and begin to walk in that in a, in a proper way. You have to see. But to see, you have to hear. Amen. So watch this now in verse 22. Seeing, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto, unfeigned, meaning sincere, love of the brothers. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now, here is a... A wonderful scripture that shows us it's not about feelings and emotions, although they're involved in everything. I'm having emotions this morning, teaching this Bible study. I'm I, I feel things this morning. I, I I sense the presence of the Lord here as we're sharing His words. But it uh, listen, sincere love is based rather on obeying the truth than anything I'm feeling through my emotions. Get that. We, we just read it. Let's read it again. Seeing. I hope you can see this today. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto. Obeying the truth Obeying the truth happened through the Spirit, and it, the result of it was, where did it lead us to? A love that led us to a love for the brothers. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now, I'm amazed at the many, many times in the New Testament writings that we're having to be told what we need to be doing. Because so many Christians think that just if God's going to do it, he's going to do it. Obviously, he's not doing for me what he's doing for them. But, but uh, that's a bunch of hogwash. God is not a respecter of persons. We have the word of God. If we're hearing it properly... We'll see it properly, and when we're seeing it properly, we'll be walking in the vision that God has for our lives. His vision is the vision of Calvary. The Bible says in Psalms 32 and 8 that he will teach us and instruct us in the way and that he will guide us with his eye. That means he guides us with his vision. His vision is that of the new covenant. His vision is is the cross, that which he looks through to be able to (coughs) guide us in his light. So think about this. Watch this now. This this is going to be very revealing today. Uh, not Not just to everybody, because everybody can't see properly because they're not hearing properly. This is where the agitation comes in between uh, those who are learning to cling to the cross and and, and nothing else. I didn't say that we do it every moment of the day, but we're learning to, moment by moment, strive for the faith, the truth of the gospel. And, and, And when we're learning to do this, we're becoming less tolerant of leaven. Didn't say we're ugly about it, didn't say, but we do warn about it. We do point leaven out. And, 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 and those who are just as determined not to deal with the leaven that's leavening the whole lump, then they're not going to see properly. They're not going to see properly. So it, those that aren't dealing properly. With the leaven that's in the lump and leavening the whole lump, their their, their words are not going to be what they should toward those that are becoming less tolerant to put up with the leaven that's trying to leaven in the lump. So this is where the agitation comes in. And I believe the Lord is going to use this Bible study today to help us see something when it comes to love and obeying the truth. And remember 1 Corinthians chapter 13, one of the Bible verses there in the great love chapter we call it, is that love rejoices in the truth. Love doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Love doesn't rejoice in sin. Love won't rejoice in iniquity or sin. Love rejoices in the truth. That's, that's one of the Bible verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But look at this. Let's see how beautiful this is uh, that we're going. To, the Lord's going to show us this today. Seeing you have purified your souls. Where did your soul become purified? you and i came into this world with a dead spirit and a lost soul when we believed upon the lord jesus christ and his death for us for the atonement for our sins our forgiveness we were given a new spirit that is alive and our soul was found and saved our soul was found and say we were lost wandering souls but God found our soul he saved our soul so we have now saved souls and we and we no longer have a dead spirit but a new and alive spirit and it happened the moment we obeyed the truth that wasn't any action a physical movement on our part. It was an interaction of the heart of who we are, the heart of man when we believed unto righteousness. Remember Romans chapter 8 verse 9 and 10 uh, tells us right there that our spirit is alive because of righteousness, hallelujah. So our souls were purified purified, made pure when we obeyed the truth. And Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 6 verse 16 or 17 and 18 that when we obeyed that form of doctrine we were made free from sin and became servants of, here's this beautiful word again, righteousness. Let me just throw this in this morning. Until you begin to learn righteousness, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of wonderful things, mysteries, and treasures in the Word of God. Righteousness is the key. I believe righteousness, peace, and joy, mainly righteousness, are the keys that unlock the benefits of the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy is the kingdom. The Lord taught in Romans 14. He gave it to the Apostle Paul that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not what you wear, what you don't wear. It's not what you eat or don't drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So our souls, I didn't purify my own soul, but I did... Believe something that God called obeying something that purified my soul. Paul again in Romans 6, 17 and 18 calls it obeying that form of doctrine. Here it's obeying the truth. Romans 10 and 10, it's believing with the heart under righteousness. They're all the same thing. When we trusted in, surrendered to the reality and the truth that what God did to save my soul was the giving of his son on Calvary's cross, the shedding of his own blood, the suffering he went through for me, I believed in that. I obeyed that. I I trusted. Why does God call it obeying the truth when we really just believe something? It's because when we believe something, we received the very obedience of our Savior. The, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient unto death, the death of the cross. There is no obedience in God's vision. Here we are. There is no obedience in God's mind in God's vision among men other than the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, when we believed unto the righteousness of God, we received the obedience of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us by faith. That's the faith we live by. That's the faith that saved us, justified us, declared us righteous, and purified our souls. Watch now. Seeing you have purified your souls You're not seeing it if you're not looking to Calvary. You can can read this in your mind. We can all be on a different page, but God says we're all to be of one mind, one spirit, speaking the same thing. We can't do that unless we're all looking to the same place, seeing the same thing, so that we can all walk in the same way which allows our lives to becoming all one thing the gospel because we're all being made conformable to the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that is the gospel, Jesus, and what he did at Calvary. Watch now. Seeing you have purified your souls, how? In obeying the truth, not what you went and did, what you believe Jesus did. <laughs> See how good that is? It's not what we went and did. Well, I started going to church. When, when did you become a Christian, my friend? Well, I started going to church back in. Well, I got bought or bought. now No, when did you become born again? Can you tell me about your born again experience? When, when was your soul purified? when did god purify your soul if we don't go to calvary then we're not seeing properly and if we're not seeing properly then we'll we don't know we won't have a clue what to do with the word of god this is why uh, we need to learn more about what jesus meant when he said take heed watch you hear and how you hear what you hear has got to be the truth of God's word in its righteous context. That means always pointing to Calvary. The end result is your view of Calvary. And how we hear has got to be from, an, from a place in our heart that's still surrendered to and trusting in the work that God did in Christ and works through now at the cross, to be able to save me, deliver me, and to see this sincere love functioning toward my brother. See, what? let's read it and watch how this works this morning. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto sincere love, the result of obeying the truth is a sincere love. A sincere love. A sincere love loves whether we're being loved back or not. See, this is the proof that obeying the truth is faith in the cross and nothing else. And Galatians chapter 3 bears that out. Let's look over there this morning. Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 3. And I always have to say this. Now, not everybody likes it, but most Christians are living uh, pretentious lives instead of contending for the faith. They're just pretending everything's okay and God's going to do this and God's going to do that. But that's not what we're called. They're, They're not seeing properly because they're not hearing properly. And they're not hearing properly because either what they're hearing is wrong or it's right and they're not hearing it properly. One of the two. Uh, Because we have to understand God has given us all the same way of redemption, the same way of sanctification. And we we need to understand that. Watch now. Galatians chapter 3, and Galatians is your billboard. Galatians is your billboard to always uh, wake you up, bring you into a a place of remembrance that if your faith is not in the sacrifice and it becomes in yourself doing anything, purpose-driven life, government of 12, anything your church has going on, when you put your faith in that, you're trusting in that, and no, you can't try to be spiritual and say, well, God's going to use that. No, you're trusting in what you're doing. And you might, well, we go to church. Uh, uh, we, 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 we have Sunday school classes. Yeah, but in those classes, we're not teaching some special class on what you have to do. We're teaching in our Sunday school classes and preachers in our pulpit. We're preaching in our pulpits. I said, some of us are. The cross of Christ. The cross of Christ. Are we learning Christ? So Galatians is our billboard to remind us that if our faith, our surrender to, our trust and dependence is not in the very death of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've fallen from grace. Didn't say you lost your soul, but you you lose you fall from grace. That means. That means your faith now is not being exercised in the right object and you're you're no longer hearing right. You're no longer hearing what is right or you're no longer hearing from a heart that was made right at Calvary when you were born again. I hope you're understanding that today. So watch Galatians chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. Oh foolish Galatians and how foolish it is. Who bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth. Get this, now here we are, there's those words again. Because we only see properly through obedience to the truth. And that's not our doing something, that's our knowing and believing the right something. And then the Holy Spirit is able to work through our lives because he is the he is the Spirit of God that works by the law of the Spirit, which is in Christ Jesus. And just because we're in Christ Jesus doesn't mean that he's going to do what he does. And this is a few script Bible verses that prove it's true. Watch. Who bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. They started out believing Paul's message of Christ crucified. They stepped into the very position and experiential place called obeying the truth. But somebody came along, reverted them back to circumcision, bewitched them. And Paul comes along, verse 2, This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit? by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith are you so foolish having begun in the spirit are you now made perfect by the flesh obeying the truth is faith in the cross not you had it, not some blanket statement where I say, well, of course I believe in the cross. I've, I've heard preachers by the drove say that in the last 17 years I've been preaching the cross. Well, I don't know what he's talking about. Of course we believe in the cross. But they're not trusting in that now, not moment by moment. They're not preaching the word in that context. And let's talk about that for a moment. What does the woman with the issue of blood have to do with you? I knew it would get quiet there. You look at me like, what do you mean? What does the woman with the issue of blood and the other stories that we read about Jesus in the day he walked on this earth, what does it have to do with you? What is Moses going through the Red Sea with all the... the the nation of Israel being delivered through the Red Sea have to do with you? You say, well, I, I... The the woman with the issue of blood is is that Jesus healed her and, and that He can heal me and, and and Moses at the Red Sea with Israel uh, it was a miracle He opened up the Red Sea that pointed to to the cross and Jesus died on the cross and now we've got our way out of out of uh, the the sinful bondage like like Israel was in bondage to Egypt we, we're okay so you can tell a story. You can see how it pertains to the cross, but how does it make its engrafted and implanted way into your heart? Because just to be able to see how that points to Calvary, you must find a way into the application. Are you experiencing Today, somehow, the stories. You're hearing preachers tell you, preach to you, teach to you, show you. Are you sitting under someone who can tell stories so wonderful? They can start out in a place and work it up, and boy, there's this climax. And man, everybody's shouting, hallelujah, glory to God. But everybody goes home, and they've not seen Christ. They've not experienced Christ. There is absolutely no change. And the testimony is that, boy, he sure can can preach good. Is that not where the church is today? Is that not where the church is today? That's one side of it. The other side of it, man, they don't they don't even have that. They they don't have nothing. They just meet to eat and meet to, to see what's going on in the community. That's where everybody gets the news of all the the stuff that's going on in the community. And they leave unchanged and 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 i i, I see I, i've experienced it so many times over the years when i start talking to individuals about our lives as christians we should be changing we should be changing. it that's not on our own terms the holy spirit has to do it but he can't do it because he's the spirit of grace and if you read Galatians, the whole book, especially chapters 1 and 6, one chapter 1 verse 6, I, I marvel that you so soon removed yourself from him. A chapter 3, we we, we moved the object of our faith from the cross and now we've fallen from grace who is the spirit of grace who can't apply the, the benefits of Calvary anymore. So... Are we are we are we learning christ or and, and listen and when and when I, I start talking to these individuals Christians, for 40 50 years and I start talking to them about we're supposed to be being changed I, they've become angry i mean I don't talk to these people in an ugly way but they become angry they become angry this one person said you're not preaching to me are you I've been told that by people. You're not preaching to me, are you? And I'm, all I'm talking about is we, as Christians, I didn't go up and say, you need to be changed. I, I just said, we are supposed to be being changed by the Spirit of God into the image of the Son of God's death. And, 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 and they, they become angry. If you hint about them being changed, they become angry. You know, babies... Most babies, you you got to take the bottle away from them before they're going to stop sucking on that nipple. You, you ever thought about that? You, you go up to a baby that you think it's time now, you start eating a little bit thicker, I mean a little meat, you start eating a little different something, that bottle, and you try to take it, he's not going to be happy. That's where 99.9% of all Christians are today. Do you know that almost all preachers, at least in America, are babes in Christ themselves? Until they're preaching and teaching the word of God in the context of righteousness, which is the cross, they're not preaching the word of righteousness. And the people can't grow and they're not growing nobody's being changed and when they hear stuff like i'm saying right now they throw a wall eyed hissy fit. That's what we say here in in Texas when people get in the flesh and they get caught wall eyed hissy fit. Well he thinks he knows everything. He always oh, let listen to him. And you know they ain't nobody perfect. They ain't nobody and all these things that babies say when they're trying to hold on to that bottle of milk. I ain't letting it go. I'm not I'm not going on to the meat. I, I I'm already on the meat. <laughs> Obeying the truth is the only avenue of us loving each other sincerely. And when you hear somebody that's bringing a warning, that's being straightforward, doesn't mean they're not loving. And and hear me this morning. If it's okay for your pastoral staff to warn and to say things, then it's got to be okay for others to, when they see something leaven among you, for them to be allowed to say something about that also. I won't say that again. If you think it's only okay for your pastoral staff to say things about false doctrine, about there being leaven mixed up. And it's not okay for someone to recognize leaven among your group. You're not hearing, and then you can't see, and therefore that's why you have a problem with these men and women today who are pointing out leaven. And let me say this, and I know it might hurt a lot of feelings, but and I'm not talking about a, a mixture of leaven in the pew, there'll always be that. Our, our job as the five fold ministry is to see that we're putting on the table what removes, what delivers the children of God from ever, ever wind, false wind of doctrine that blows through town, and we're becoming more unified in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But if you're in, ministerial leaven, then you can you can only I don't care. I don't it doesn't matter what you say. If you're in the leaven, you can only see through the mixture you're in. If you're in the leaven, I'm talking about ministerial leaven. I'm letting somebody come and preach something that ain't helping the people. And again, if he ain't using the word to point to Calvary, how it applies to our life, not just how that relates to the cross, but how does it relate to the cross and how is it engrafted into my soul? And you might say, well, the Holy Spirit has to do that. Yeah, he does. I see as I read quite a lot, I read a lot, And I see a whole slew of men who say the right things. Historically, I thought for a while that Brother Swaggart was really the only one who'd ever written things about justification and sanctification being through faith in what Jesus did at Calvary. There's a slew of them who's written about that. But here's the one thing. They have not written about that Brother Swaggart was given. And I'm not puffing up a man. I'm telling you what the Lord has ushered back in. And it's there. It's been there the whole, all these years in the Word of God. But it's how the Holy Spirit works. My son Andrew is the one who... Uh, helped me to see that here just a few weeks, uh, a few a couple weeks ago when I said, "Look at all these men listed here and look at their quotes in this particular book. Of, of, of these truths that we've been learning for 17 years about how, how you know you, you have to reckon yourself to be dead under the sin. You, you have to uh, all these things we've learned, and Andrew said, yeah, they've been around, but they but what they didn't know was how the Holy Spirit works. You see, Romans 8 and 2 reveals to us that. The law of the Spirit of life. The law of the Holy Spirit, the law by which the Holy Spirit works, who is life and who is the only one who can impart the experience of the eternal life. We already have as Christians. The Holy Spirit's the only one who can do that, but he he does it as he <coughs> is governed by the new covenant by the new covenant law that he works exclusively within the perimeters of one's actual faith in the cross not some blanket statement. well of course we believe in the cross I know you do but only when you're trusting in the cross are you gonna find him working Read Galatians, it's your billboard to reveal this truth to you. He doesn't just do something anyway. If he does, that makes him a respecter of persons. It makes the book of Galatians no good to us. If I can move my faith into the government of 12, and now if I'll do these things, 10 things or this one thing, then I'll find deliverance from this sinful bondage in my life. If I'll get in promise keepers and get an accountability partner, and when, I, when I'm, I'm being tempted, I call my buddy, he can talk me out of it. You no, know, my friend, you've fallen from grace. <laughs> You're trying to perfect yourself now after the flesh in a carnal manner other than the one way God has provided for you at the cross. That's the only avenue of obeying the truth. And it's the only avenue where love can rejoice in the truth. Love can't rejoice in a truth. Listen, love cannot rejoice in a truth that's not being obeyed. And the only avenue, exclusive avenue we have of obeying the truth is when our hearts are trusting in the death of Jesus, the very death of Jesus. That means our faith and our surrender is to our union with him. He died for me, I died with him. You see, when's the last time you heard any preacher telling you That what you're being made conformable to is the very death of Jesus. Because the Bible says it is. You don't read that in books. You don't hear preachers preaching on that. And if they mention it, they just mention it and then they go back to their storytelling. We need to put on the table that which God's people can look at and see. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, that we, we're being changed into the very image that we're beholding, seeing. Here we are back to that word, seeing. If you're not beholding the glory of the Lord, then you're not being changed into that same image that the Bible says you will be. And you will go from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord only, only, not just any old way, not just any any old time. We go from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord when we're beholding That image that we're being changed into, I'm quoting 2 Corinthians 3.18, I hope you're writing it down, and that image, Paul said in Philippians 3.10, that we're being made conformable to is the death of Jesus. This church age is narrowing down and the Lord is raising up men, women, boys and girls with the truth of the cross who are not just telling stories anymore. Even listen, even the, the 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 stories in the Bible, they are there for us to read and us to 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 glean from and pull the treasures out of there by the power of the Holy Spirit. But but it's not taking place unless our view is Calvary. I know he Jesus was buried and resurrected, but we're not justified By the burial or the resurrection. The devil didn't have the power of death taken away from him by the resurrection or by the burial. The Bible says through death, Jesus took the power of death away from the devil. That we were justified by the blood, the death of Jesus. To think that the message of the cross is some little old phase, one little old file, Folder of a message we pull out on Easter, that's where babes in Christ have been. Ministerial, seminary, seminary professors are babes in Christ unless they open the Word of God and it is revealing the Son of God and what He did as the Lamb of God and how the Word of God can only be engrafted, applied, implanted into your soul by the blood of Jesus, no other way. The new covenant functions only in the place it was found. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is a great teaching today. The Holy Spirit is offering us wonderful eyesight today. Let's read it again. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. And it resulted in a sincere love of the brethren. See, there's that word again, see that you, having to be told now, Christianity, we're just not floating around and the Holy Spirit just does it. No matter, oh, he's. I hope the Lord does something today. No, he hopes you will look at what you need to be seeing so that you can find him doing what it is he's longing to do in you. Hallelujah. Christians by the millions begging God for revival, if they'd look back to Calvary, they'd be revived. They'd be walking in revival. They wouldn't be looking for two or three meetings in April and two or three around summertime sometime. Oh, our revival this year. Ain't nobody going home changed. Revival is when you grab a hold of Calvary again and the Holy Spirit revives you through your faith and the only thing that revives, and that's the blood of the Lamb, hallelujah. And and it ain't just you saying that word. It's when you see. It's when you see it. You know, I know we got about eight minutes left and, and, and we'll look at the uh, some more, but I want to say this today. when the Lord is show, when the Lord began to show Brother Swagger the truth of the way the Holy Spirit works and, 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 and this avenue, exclusive avenue by which the Holy Spirit works and, 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 and not only that we're justified, by faith, but we're also sanctified exclusively by faith in the cross, the death, the blood of Jesus only. And it must be from the heart, not just words or thoughts. It must be a surrendered heart. When the Lord began to show Brother Swaggart this, yes, people were affected in a positive way, but most hated it and still do. Most hated it and still do. Even some of the ones that grabbed a hold of it, uh, in the beginning, they've let go of it because, listen, self don't like the cross. Self can't be glorified while Christ is being glorified through his faith and his work on on the cross. But while our faith... While our faith, I believe in the cross, I know you do, but while you're not trusting in the cross, that's when you do the big piece of stupid you do because self is looking for glory. And while self is glorified, Christ can't be glorified. And every moment we're not clinging to that cross of Christ, denying ourselves, taking up the cross, he's not being glorified. Self is being glorified. People don't like this message. Preachers don't like this message because it's not a money maker. God will provide everything you need through the preaching of the gospel. It's when you edge away and start trying to build something that God ain't called you to build. He not called you to build that. He not even called you to build the church. He's the builder. They that labor, labor in vain unless the Lord be the builder of the house. Psalms 127, and people are trying, they've edged. When you see men move away from the focus of the gospel, I'm I'm talking about men who've known it and get up, who can get up and talk it. When When you see them moving away, it's because self thinks he's got to do a little of the building now. Self's God. if we don't do this, we're going to lose something. If we don't do this, we're going to... Listen, come back to the cross, and God will build everything he intends on building in you and through you. But when you let go of Calvary, we know when you do because you start bad-mouthing those that refuse to. Oh, well, they're not doing it in the right spirit. Oh, well, they're just not loving. Oh, my friend, they're loving enough to tell you, just like, see, (laughs) when Paul stood up and rebuked Peter in Antioch before them all, face to face, it says, he was doing that in love, my friend. And we can get up and tell that glad story, and we can preach it, and we can teach it, But when the reality of the experience comes my way, when I had to be caught 20 years ago by God, not walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, just like Paul told Peter he wasn't doing right in front of everybody. When I got caught not walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, It made me mad. Not that I wasn't doing it, but somebody saying I wasn't doing it. And the Lord would have to do a great work. Oh, how great it had to have been. The work that the Holy Spirit does in our hearts. But I must say this, it's greater than we can ever be aware of. But he must find a heart that fears Him, a heart that fears the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms 25 and 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He shows them His covenant. There are many today that may have a love for the Lord in some way, They may love meeting with God's people in some way, but if they don't fear Him, meaning if they don't value Him above all things and Him see that in their heart, because how we act around people could just be an act. God is the one who sees the heart that fears Him, values Him, values what He says, and is looking for what he means in every word he has said, where he's pointing, what he is after. Not what I'm after, what he's after. When he finds that heart fearing him, the Bible says, he shows that heart his covenant. Because you see, the heart that fears God sees the need for the covenant what's provided by the covenant. And he begins to show them his covenant. And only those who he's showing his covenant are preaching his covenant. And it's only found in the blood of Jesus. We didn't get very far in the scriptures as far as this one verse, but I believe the Lord reached today. He reached far some hearts. And some of those hearts became receptive and allowed his reach to go in. You see, we have to be receptive. God won't rip you apart and go in anyway. But he will keep knocking on that door until you see it's that hand that's knocking has got nail scars on it. And when you get up from that table that you've been sitting at with what you thought was right, and let your Savior back in to sit at that table to provide you with his body and his blood, the truth of the cross, then, my friend, you'll sup again. Then, my friend, you'll be able to understand more of what it means to obey the truth and the love that takes place when you are obeying the truth in experience. It's been a wonderful broadcast. Again, don't forget the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon. I've got commentaries there. If you enjoyed this session, that will bless your heart and other things available there, too. Don't forget about uh, the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Everything we do is there. This session will be uploaded later today uh, there. And uh, uh, you want to tune in Sunday morning, unless you've got your own church to go to. But even if you do, after lunch. Click on that YouTube channel, and let's hear the word of God again in the context of the living word of God and what he did as the Lamb of God, and God will be able to engraft, implant his words of life, light, and liberty right into our hearts, the new covenant experience. God bless you. I love you, and I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We'll see you then.